0: The following podcast contains mature language and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised.
1: In in the in the world of uh uh Sherman and Peabody, this is where we're gonna go fucking weird because we don't have Peabody here to fucking straighten us up every ten minutes and say, actually
0: Diablo feel- Peabody. No, he no, he'd be like, uh, I, I haven't actually read any Shang-Chi comics, but last night I speed read Forty years of continuity.
1: <laughs> so this this shit's gonna get fucking weird. I can already tell you this, this is two Shermans in the same room without a peabody.
0: Oh, yeah, and let's do the intro. Hey, I'm a League Machina. With me is? And you want to fix it. And today we're going to talk about Marvel's Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay, well, first, let's do the uh, Diablo Frank bullshit. What do you – uh have you read any Shang-Chi comic books? Or sh- am I supposed to say Shang-Chi? shang uh,
1: I have not. I do have an issue that I picked up. And it's so weird. It is Shang-Chi, I believe on the cover, with Cyber Fist or what's his name?
0: You lost me. Uh, Cyber
1: Fist? No, the guy with the – That sounds like a –
0: that sounds like a Pornhub search.
1: The guy with the knife for for hands.
0: Oh, knife with hands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I have like
1: an old like 70s book comic from then. I just always thought it was a cool image, but I've never rang. I've I've never read anything of that nature. In my, in my uh, ignorance, I kept getting him mixed up with Iron Fist.
0: Oh, yikes. Yeah, that's not a good look. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like those two characters got a little popular at the same time. Like, I feel like the oh, Iron yeah, Fist...
1: It, it had to be when, like, you know, the fucking uh, Into the Dragon came out and everyone had a Kung Fu fighting character. Fucking G. Hey, G.I. Joe had baby. fucking Storm Shadow and... uh was the name uh backflip or some saying, shit like that?
0: Not backflip. Okay, so you don't know. So we're gonna just be like complete ignorance with this, right? Like we can't Pretty say much, what yeah. what in this film is canon from the comic books and what's this, not, right? I've done some. I, I did like a brief reading, and when I say brief reading, I mean like maybe skimmed an article <laughs> that that talked about what was actually canon from this shit. So like the the Ten Rings. I think there was yes. actually like a Ten Rings dojo. In the comic books. Is that do you know if that's true or not? Nope. Okay, so I don't know that either. So I could have read that wrong. And if so, I apologize. But other than that, it seems like a lot of this was kind of made up. Right? Like I don't think think, this is not a lot of this. I think a lot of this is just not based on the comic books, right? Now they say it's because the comic books are offensive. What do we think about that? Or can we not say anything since we didn't read them?
1: I I couldn't say anything. Now let's be honest. From the time period it's from,
0: I'm pretty sure they're offensive now. It's probably a little offensive, right?
1: It, 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 we're talking long, long duck-dong type offensive, I'm
0: pretty sure. All right. Well, that's my first yeah. edit out. Let me mark that down <laughs> here in the notes. Uh, five <laughs> minutes and 36 seconds in.
1: I'm just saying, dude, it's going to be that level of offense.
0: I, I, well, like Fu I'm Manchu thinking, and shit. Like Fu Manchu and shit. Like, that, we can't be doing that comic books, right?
1: No. I, I mean, mean, dude. I, I think that, again, you can't judge it because it's a product of its time period. So we can't talk shit about it.
0: Wait, wait. I'm sure. You just said we, wait, wait. You're saying we can't judge it? I'm sorry, sir. It is 2021. We can judge whatever the fuck we want.
1: Nah, uh, I'm not going to judge it because it's if its time period. Like, okay. I well, just can't.
0: But you can make the choice to when we convert it to a live action film. Maybe we oh, don't no, no, have no, yes, Fu absolutely. Manchu.
1: They're going to update a lot of problematic character issues, I would say. They're going to fix a lot of that. There's it's it's not going to be so one sided. I I believe that's the whole Marvel MCU idea. The comics are just a nice groundwork for the movies to work off of. And then they go in their own direction.
0: I. I, What are you talking about? I didn't ask you what the fucking movie was about yet. God damn it. Mr. Fix it every time. Every time. We need a fucking peabody, you dumbass. I you told do you. the shit when he's here too. Okay. I'm gonna read some of this Wikipedia, okay? Oh wow. We're hitting the wiki. Well, just yeah. just for the recap. Because whatever, just for the recap. OK. Thousands of years ago, Zhu, Zhu Wu discovers ten mystical rings, which grant their user immortality and godly powers. He establishes the Ten Rings organization, conquering kingdoms and toppling governments throughout history. In 1996, Wu searches for Ta Lo, a village said to harbor myth- mythical beasts to expand his power. He travels through a magical forest to the village entrance, but is stopped by village guardian Ying Li. The two fall in love, but the villagers reject Wu. So, Li leaves with him. Win Wu abandons the Ten Rings, and they have two children, Xiang Qi and Zi Ling. Is it Zi Zili- Ling? Zi Ling? I apologize. Yeah, i that so. was incorrect. I cannot remember how it was pronounced. I saw the movie two weeks ago, and I am intoxicated. When Xiang Qi is seven, Li is murdered by Win Wu's enemies, the Iron Gang. Win Wu once again takes up the rings to massacre the Iron Gang, resumes leadership of his organization, and has Xiang Qi undergo brutal training in martial arts. Xiang Li's secret secretly copies his training when Shang-Chi is 14 when Wu sends him to assassinate the Iron Gang's leader. After fulfilling his mission, a demoralized Shang-Chi runs away to San Francisco and adopts the name Sean. In the present day, Sean works as a valet with his best friend, Katie, who does not know about his past. They're attacked on a bus by the 10 rings who steal a pendant that Lee gave Shang-Chi. When Wu anonymously provides Shang-Chi with the location of Ling, and featuring that and fearing that the Ten Rings will go after Zi Ling's matching pendant from Li, Sheng Qi decides to meet her. He reveals his past to Katie, who insists on helping him. They find Zi at an underground fight club in Maku, which she f- has founded after escaping Win Wu. The Ten Rings attack the fight club, and when Win Wu arrives to capture Sheng Qi, Katie, Zi Ling, and her pendant, they are taken to the Ten Rings compound, where Win Wu uses his pendants to reveal the magical map leading to Ta Lo. Win Wu explains that he has heard. Z- uh, Lee calling to him and believes that she has been kept alive at Talo behind a sealed gate. He plans to destroy the village and unless they release her, uh, he, he plans to destroy the village unless they release her. When his children Katie object and Katie object, he imprisons them. The three meet former actor Trevor Slattery, who the timberings have a person who have imprisoned for impersonating Winwu, Wu uh, and his hun companion Morris, who offers to guide them to Talo. A group The group escapes to Talo, which exists in a separate dimension with various Chinese mythological creatures. They meet Ying Na, Li's sister, who explains the history of Talo. Thousands years ago, the village was attacked by soul-crushing Dweller in the Darkness and its minions, but was saved by a Chinese dragon called the Great Protector, who helped seal the Dark Gate to the Dweller's world. According to Nan, the Dweller in the Darkness has been influenced by Wenwu, and they believe Li is still alive. Uh, leading, influencing influences Wenwu to believe Li is still alive so that he will open the gate. Xiang Qi. Ji Ling and Katie join the villagers in training and preparing Wen Wu's arrival using outfits and weapons crafted from dragon scales. Wen Wu and the Ten Rings arrive and attack. Wen Wu overpowers shang Qi and the forces of the nearby lake, then attacks the Gate Rings. This allows some of the Dwellers' minions to escape. The villagers join forces with the Ten Rings to fight them. shang Qi is revived by the Great Protector, which leads the lake to battle the minions. Wu and Shang-Chi fight more, and shang Qi gains the upper hand but chooses to spare Wu. The Dweller in the Darkness escapes the weakened gate and attacks Shang-Chi. Wu saves Shang-Chi, bequeathing him the rings before he's killed by the Dweller in the Darkness. Shang-Chi, great protector, Ji Ling and Katie battle the Dweller in the Darkness and kill it after battle. Shang-Chi and Katie return to San Francisco where they are summoned by Sorcerer Wong to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctorum, in the mid-credits scene, Wong introduces Shang-Chi and Katie to Bruce Banner and Carol Danvers. They discover that the Ten Rings are emitting a mysterious signal in a post-credits scene. Xi Ling becomes a new leader of the Ten Rings after telling Shang-Chi that she was going to disband the organization. That is the movie, sir.
1: I felt like I was there watching it again.
0: Yeah, me too. In fact, I kind of had forgotten some of this, so reading this was pretty good. Um, Okay, well let's let's just go through um, the cast real real quick. Okay, what'd you think about uh, Simu Lu, who plays Shang Chi? He was fine. I thought he was pretty good, dude. Um, I thought he seemed kind of like wooden in the trailers, but I liked him in the movie. I thought he was like super likable, dude. Yeah. Uh, how about Tony Leung? He plays the Mandarin. Actually, I, I think- felt for the father. I think he's fucking cool as shit, dude. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, he's like – I think he's been on like a million things, dude. He's like a Asian uh, legend, acting legend, Um, and I thought he was freaking awesome. The scene where he goes to get revenge on the Iron Gang and he's in like the suit with the cuffs rolled up so you could see the Ten Rings. Like, dude, he was fucking cool as shit, dude, and just like wiped them all out. He was really freaking really
1: cool. Now, before we jump too far or yeah. – I know you had some issue with the Mandarin not actually having 10 rings. How did you feel about that?
0: Yeah, Uh, I think it was really dumb. And I was hoping that at some point in this movie, you would find out that like the rings were the drag. They were dragon rings. Right. And he, and that's why they're so big. And there was even like several dragons (laughs) and uh, no, none of that. In fact, and this, I mean, I don't know if we're skipping ahead to actually talking about the movie, but it didn't make any sense to me that these rings and oh, – damn, what was the name of the uh, the city again? Shit. Uh, Tan Lo or uh, – yeah, Talo. They, they were compo- – they had nothing to do with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like Talo is this mystical city in another dimension, so you would think the magical rings would have something to do with them. And that was why they wanted to keep him out, or they were the rings, and, and maybe I missed it. So please tell me um, if, if you picked up on either. But the dweller in the darkness, right? Like he's got nothing to do with the rings either. So then it was like, okay, well I thought the rings were what were, were like corrupting him, but they weren't. It was it's like a total coincidence that yeah. uh, I guess. The, well, it's not a coincidence. I guess the dweller in the darkness is like, oh, this guy's powerful. Let me try and influence him, but. You know what I mean? Whereas normal movie shit would be like the rings are corrupting him and he's been corrupted by the true owner of the rings, which is this dweller in the darkness. Instead, all none of the shit had anything to do with each other.
1: Well, I kind of like that, though. I like the fact that the rings seem to be more alien based and the other stuff
0: is more mystical. So there was two different worlds. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not saying it's good or bad because obviously the rings were putting out a beacon in that post credit scene so yeah. there maybe there is more story to tell with the rings but at least to this point uh, it sort of didn't make any I'm like wait so none of this stuff at talo has anything to do like it, you know what i mean it just had nothing to do with the ten rings well, cause, cause and the movie feel- the, the movie's about the ten rings but really it's not about the ten rings it's about fucking talo And the Dweller in the Darkness. So it should have been fucking Harry Potter and the Dweller in the Darkness, not Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings. It really had, in my opinion, the Ten Rings were just there to blow up a wall, right?
1: Yeah, well, to me, it feels like anything that's mystical in the MCU has something based in the the giant – like basically magic for us is really science from a different universe or a different alien race. Because even in Doctor Strange, when they have the, uh, what is the, uh, he has that that uh, that stick of the Living Tribunal. He has that weapon of the Living Tribunal. So they all have some kind of like, you know, these giant, um, not even the Eternals, the fucking uh, celestial type power to them. So it's not really magic. It's just alien-based technology that we call magic because it's just easier for us to understand. So to me, I like the fact that the rings were kind of, instead of being alien
0: but yeah, i mean that, that's
1: like, no he has magical rings it's like no it's actually it's probably a fucking battery he's like putting batteries on his hands but he's finding another way to use them so Well, I, it, I like i like the fact that he had rings around his arms because that's i've actually seen that in kung fu movies i always thought it was a cool weapon it immediately comes to mind is kung fu hustle where one of the one of the three masters has those rings on his arms and he's blocking shit i was like oh that's kind of cool I always thought it was goofy that the Mandarin actually had 10 rings. I was like, dude, that's just two on the nose. It's like, I have 10 rings. I'm like,
0: okay, well, but like, it's, that's, but no, no, no. But, but, but the and rings so then like
1: each do different, like
0: freeze laser. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're elemental. And they got all yeah, and that, and that, once the power. Ring. Goof-
1: I love the fact that these were just kind of like, cause you see them like actually working together too, where the, the rings are spinning and they're creating in it. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like that's some kind of, cause again, let's be honest, there's probably going to be like, my biggest, my biggest gripe was when the dragon was introduced. It wasn't Fin Fang Foom. That was my biggest gripe.
0: That's, that's my, that's my show. point, dude. Is because the rings are linked to dra- a race of fucking dragons in the comic yeah. books, aka Fin Fang Foom's race, the Macaloon or whatever. So that, that's what I'm saying. In the comic books, the rings are linked to dragons, and this movie had a shit ton of dragons and dragon-like yeah. creatures, but they have nothing to do with one another. Now, could the signal it's sending into space be contacting uh, the Mokulon? I hope so. I hope so. So that means – I want so to see Bing giant, so see sequel,
1: giant thing, bang, boom in
0: purple shorts. So you want more dragons? Yes. So we have dra- want- but, but completely – just to be clear, completely unrelated to the dragons in this movie. Yes just different I dragons want, so these were I, mystical dragons we
1: want mystical like chinese dragons i want kirby-esque Fing fang foom to show up
0: okay but, but, walk, but do you see what i'm saying walk, though walk
1: on to you know dude, huh?
0: no me too me too but i wanted him in this movie instead we're gonna have another movie with dragons yeah. or it's not gonna be dragons yeah. and then we'll be like well, what the fuck did we do this for why, well, then why wasn't the dweller in the darkness fucking fin fang foom and then these fucking rings are going
1: to. hard. that was what, my other gripe was the darkness creature, whatever. I was like, is this Stranger Things or like, what is this fucking Cloverfield? Like that? I didn't recognize it. Don't know what it is. Like, I, I would have loved that. You know, it would have been awesome. It was like, well, it's actually, you know, fucking uh, was it dark heart, you know, or Mephisto or it's a uh, fucking what are those aliens that that uh, impregnate people on the X-Men? Um, the uh, the breed? No, is it breed? No. You know what else
0: I'm talking about, right? The alien ripoff. Yeah, I mean, no, but the dwelling in the Darkness is from the comics, is it? Yeah, but he was like a a Thor, Doctor Strange. Okay, I I, I but I just, but, he I just, didn't appear, but he didn't appear. I don't think he's appeared much. Let me Google it real quick. I remember seeing that he that he's a comic. Okay, really?
1: I, 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 when I, saw I immediately in. thought Clover, either Cloverfield or fucking you know fucking um. Stranger Things. Like, it looked like one of those monsters.
0: So he's a demon, one of the Fear Lords, who has clashed with Doctor Strange. The character made his film debut in Shang-Chi. The problem, though, dude, is like – so look at the character. The character appeared in Doctor Strange number 30. Doctor Strange, 32, 33, 35, 37, Fantastic Four, 23, Doctor Strange, 31, 33, 38, 30, and 40. And then uh, he was in the official handbook of the Marvel Universe horror in 2005. So here's my issue with this. Do you want to, So this actually makes this suck even more. And now at this point, we're just going off the rails. Welcome to the Rolled Spine uh, Marvel Superhero podcast, people. Um, but isn't it weird? This movie was so mystical and Wong actually appeared in it twice but didn't actually help them at all? Is that not fucking weird? Like, if you're going to get Wong in this movie, why isn't he helping – why doesn't he do the recap of what Ta Lo – like, wh- why isn't Wong giving us the exhibition of Ta Lo? Don't you think Wong knows what Ta Lo is? A mystical – myst- Like, Wong doesn't know? He's in the fucking movie. And he's got this little, like, shitty two-bit part where apparently he's uh, he's, like – abominations his pet or something i don't know they're
1: friends and they're training okay so because exp- it, cause it watch- looks like he takes them back to the raft is that
0: where he was going i didn't know where he was it, taking
1: it, well, when he created that portal it looked like the raft because when i saw that room it looked kind of like from the avenger movies when cap walks in to re- you know to uh, to release
0: the avengers to create his you know his sub team <laughs> You're making, make kind of had that less look. Sense. It makes less sense. So now you're telling me that Wong has free access to go in and out of the raft to train sure. abominations. Shit doesn't make any sense, dude. I, um, dude,
1: that's where I think Dark Avengers is coming from.
0: It was just weird that they're like buddies. Okay, maybe it is. Okay, but it was just weird they were buddies. I was like, I, I, that's not what I saw was going to happen there. But what I'm saying is Wong's in the movie. There's a whole bunch of mystical shit going on in this movie. So why is Wong not at least giving me a recap or – or telling me something. Why is Wong not telling me something? And then you, then yeah. I find out the Dweller in the Darkness is a goddamn Doctor Strange villain. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a fucking yeah. Doctor Strange villain. Uh, so, uh, how many? Like, wh- why couldn't it have just been the fucking Mandarin and Fin Fang Foom? I, I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't get it. This, this movie may have had some weird decisions in it that I don't understand. What the point was? Moreover, um. Okay. Well, let's keep going with with uh, any other. I think all the actors were okay in this movie. Yeah. Um, Jeff, was, no issues. How about honestly, uh, the
1: only one is I couldn't stand the the girlfriend Aquafina. Yeah,
0: Katie. Okay,
1: I just don't like that. That's my only gripe okay. about Marvel movies is so. that character.
0: I'm going to, well, I don't mind that character in Marvel movies, but let me tell you about uh, old Aquafina here. Okay. So uh, my wife and I took the kids and we went and saw Raya and the Last Dragon that came out. Mm-hmm. And that was our first in theater movie since COVID and shit like that, right? So we went to one of the, uh, uh, you know, sit down to get food or drinks or whatever, one of those kind of, like Alamo draft house kind of places. And as soon as. So she's the last dragon. Aquafina does her voice. And two minutes in, I was like, we have to get alcohol. Her fuck she's like the Asian Fran Drescher dude. Her voice is so obnoxious, dude. And I guess that's like her thing. But it's just wah, 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 wah. like I've been asleep for five hundred years. You brought back the drone, and none of my brothers and sisters came back. Is that food? I was so focused on saving the world, I forgot to have breakfast today. Also you broke the gem. But I still have a big chunk of it though. Is that supposed to make me feel better? If you lost a puppy and I said, well, we still have a big chunk of it, would that make you feel better? I mean mm. <laughs> What is this delightful culinary treat? It's jackfruit jerky? I tried it myself. I I, I can't I can't handle it, dude. So I I got blasted on Margarita's at this movie. I don't even fucking remember Ryan The Last Dragon. I remember paying to go in there. I don't remember getting out of there. I don't know who drove me home. Um so two minutes into this movie she starts talking and I was like oh like I had PTSD dude. Like I got this anxiety. I'm like oh shit that's I turned to, to my wife and I'm like that's Raya. That's Ryan and she's like that's who it is. And we were like oh no she's gonna be in this movie a lot talking very annoyingly dude. And sure enough, that's kind of what it was, dude. I, it, her voice is like nails on a chalkboard to me. She's like Fran Drescher. Like, it's just, like, like, it, it's just yeah. ow, ow, ow. like she's fucking David Lee Roth or some shit, dude. Like, it's it's I, I can't stand her, dude. And I'm like, who's that? Satan? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's me. But guess what? People, I can embrace it. I can yell at people on the streets and they'll hear me. we will never forget that voice. So as soon as she start, I realized that was her. I'm like, all right. Right off the bat, this is knocking down a peg. Two, then I'll go to your point where she's that guy or she's yeah. that woman in this movie. She's going to be the pal comic relief in the movie. And I didn't think this movie needed that. Uh, did we need Katie uh, falling out of a window onto a scaffolding and then like everybody's trying to save Katie while well, she's going ooh, – ooh, like uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm just not – you know what I mean? Uh, it's – not my thing, dude. I, I yeah. really, uh, you know, like I can kind of stand Darcy in the Thor movies, right? Um, you know, but I just, I, I'm with you. And so she was like the worst version of that character, where she's just constantly in distress. And then to make it worse, she fucking learns how to dead shot a bow and arrow in like yeah. 30 minutes at the end of the movie and kills this all powerful demon with a fucking perfect uh, bow strike. And I'm like, dude, we didn't need to do any of this. You know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of, sh- these are some fucking tropes I could s- really, uh, I've had enough of. Um, so I'm like, okay, not only was she the most annoying character, but then she was the fucking trope at the end that killed the big bad, you know? And I'm just like, eh, like, no, nah, nah, I could have done without all that. Now, did it, like, ruin the movie for me? No. But it was sort of like, as soon as she started training with the bow, I knew it was going to happen. And then it just happened. And I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> like, just fucking saw that coming. Yeah. So I, I, think she was like by far the worst. I, well, I, I don't know if she's the worst part. Was she the worst part of the movie? Uh, she could have been the
1: worst. I, part. I was. I wouldn't say she was the worst part. I I, would, I, I found her not very pleasurable to watch on screen. I just, I just didn't like her. I didn't like that character
0: no i I I didn't understand and like are they boyfriend girlfriend um for or you know what I mean like which means yeah. is she gonna be in all these movies uh uh like I, I don't know I don't know it kind of uh, I, I hate when one person can like really damage a movie for me but she really damaged it for me like I, she, she's super annoying uh, and now she's in this now she may get canceled so maybe they will cancel her out of the movie or whatever Um sure are. I guess she was in some fucking shit. So, you know, she's like a rapper, right? From Brooklyn. Yeah. So, well, I mean, her name is Aquafina. That's not her real name. It's just spelled A W K W A F I N A, but it's Aquafina, the fucking water bottle, right? Uh, the water brand. She was like a YouTube rapper and she does skits and shit. And she's been on like some fucking MTV stuff. Anyway, she was in some movie and I guess she's from New York. Uh, which maybe is why her voice is kind of fucking annoying. I think maybe some New York accent is influencing her, and that's why it – you know what I mean? Maybe that's why I'm Mm -hmm. thinking Fran Drescher whenever she opens her mouth. I don't know. Um, But she was in some movie where she was like doing the fucking three-card Monty shit, I think, and she taught – they – oh, man. Now I don't want to say the word wrong. There's some – she was talking black. Okay. And anyway, so – Doing this movie, she wanted this whole thing about how she doesn't need to pretend to be Asian or something. She doesn't need to act up that she's Asian. She thinks it's like doing accents – is like a huge no no and like beneath her and they're like well, what about when you acted black <laughs> and she was just like um i think that's a valid conversation to have and i think that uh we should talk about it sometime and then like she like ended the interview or something Follow the queen live your dream but don't sleep don't sleep, cause she might disappear that? <laughs> wet, right yeah. she came back though she like she- i'm open to the conversation i think i think it you know it it's it it really is something that um i think is is a little bit multifaceted and and layered um and so yeah so anyway she's in some shit for that do i think she's in some in some shit for that no probably not but uh uh she's uh, aquafina's got some controversy bro i don't know it, we live okay. in strange we live in strange times
1: i um, i only knew her from watching fucking um uh oceans 8 that was, like, the first movie I saw, and I'm like, hey, it's the girl from Ocean's 8. And Ocean's 8, she was okay because you had a lot of strong personality, so it, it blended well with it. I actually like Ocean's 8 a lot. So that's the only other movie I saw, her and so I was like, oh, it's the girl from Ocean's
0: 8. And that's it. Yeah, and, but the fact that, like, the dude who plays Shang-Chi is, like, kind of soft-spoken, although I, I thought he was kind of funny in this movie, but he is, like, a little lower-key Kind of like Chadwick Boseman. You know what I mean? We're like Chadwick Boseman's yeah. not this bombastic character, right? He's not Robert Downey Jr. He's kind of fucking cool. Uh, The dude who plays Shane, she's kind of cool, right? So I feel like she was turned up to fucking 11 in this movie to kind of offset some of that. And bro, I, I just – I didn't care for any of it. You know, I I didn't care for it. Um, I agree. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I thought the storyline – I liked the storyline. I liked the whole – um, his father and I like that his father was fucking a badass, right? Although, yeah, whatever. I forget that complaint. I was about I was about to make a complaint. Let's forget about it. Um, I liked his storyline. I liked him, you know, training uh, Shang Chi. That's how he he gets all of his training. Is he just freaking brutalizes this kid because he wants to turn him in like the most ridiculous assassin ever to have him go murder his to avenge his mother's death right in front of him and shit. And didn't he even like uh? didn't even mess with him because he let them kill her and they were like you were there you didn't blamed stop him. Him. yeah he kind of blamed him he blamed it. the kid right like he's kind of a bad character but you kind of also i don't know he had there are some sympathies for this dude in this this movie which i think is good i think that, that if you're able to take a really kind of shitty character and still kind of give make him sympathetic uh i think that's successful do you know what i mean yeah does that make sense um so yeah, I like that whole arc. I liked that then he and his sister ran and that's how he makes his way to America and is a valet, right? Because he's just pretending to be someone else. Although and I liked I did like though when Katie was like, "Wait a second, you're trying to hide from your father and you changed your name from Xiang to Sean?" <laughs> like the names were almost identical. She's like, "Oh yeah, he'll never find you named Sean." Then that was funny. That was pretty good. Okay, so let's talk about some of like the highlight uh, action sequences. So that – oh, Knife Arms guys was Razor Fist. Razor Fist. Razor Fist Uh, because he's in that opening scene on the bus. Bus scene, yay or nay? Did you like it or not? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was like okay. But people are talking about how that's like one of the greatest action sequences in – You know, I say people, quote unquote. I've heard in some of the compliments of this movie that that's like one of the better Marvel action scenes. Uh, I think you're out of your fucking mind like it was pretty good but there was in my opinion way too much CGI in that like when he's hanging out of the bus that's all CGI like the bus was CGI for a lot of that Um, and I'm just like no I mean if you're trying to tell me that this is like the new version of you know a Jackie Chan movie with all like the practical fighting and Jackie Chan's doing all of his own stunts. That was not that bus scene. And I feel like in a lot of the trailers and stuff, they were trying to play like that was the case. Bro, there was CGI all over that sequence. Like bullet time stuff. It, it was uh, – so I was kind of hoping it was going to be more like legit kung fu action. And I mean it, it's part of it was in that scene but not as much as I thought. Um, the next big action beat was that was at the, uh, the Fight Club uh, on the – the scaffolding, which I thought was pretty good, other than Katie going, "Whoa, whoa, we gotta yeah. save me!" Um, and then who was like the his like ninja, uh, henchman? Sunset. Do you know who that was? No, I, but that dude was pretty badass. Well, he, I think that's supposed to be an MCU villain too, and people are a little pissed off that uh, what do you call it? They wasted him. I'd never heard of him before, so I don't really care. I don't think it's like Taskmaster level where people were all mad they wasted, quote-unquote, Taskmaster, although I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. Um, but yeah. apparently that was some some villain. I don't know if he was saying Shang-Chi-related or not, but uh, people say that guy got wasted because really he was only in a couple scenes and then went away. And I guess he's some YouTube um, action star or something that they recruited to, to be that guy. I don't know. Maybe that's a whole thing that Marvel's doing, that all movie studios are doing. They're going to just skim YouTubers because they're probably super cheap. And they're like, oh, "Oh, we know this person's like can do slapstick comedy. They do it on a YouTube channel. We'll pay them yeah. hardly anything." Or, "Hey, here's a YouTube star uh um, stuntman. We'll just get him to be in our a Marvel villain who doesn't talk the whole movie." But yeah, I can't figure out who is that dude? Death Dealer? Is that who it is? Is that what he's called? Yes. Andy Lee plays Death Dealer.
1: He did seem underused.
0: Yeah, right? Well, it kind of like – but it reminded me a lot of Taskmaster in Black Widow where you felt like maybe this person is going to be like a major character in the movie and then really appears like two or three times. And I'm like – I guarantee you there's a lot of cutting room footage of that dude doing like crazy martial arts that they were just like, yeah, we can't put this in the movie. (laughs) Like we got to cut runtime down. There's already tons of fighting in this movie. Let's just cut all of his stuff out because they seem to put like a lot of work into his costume. Um you know what I mean? And then, like, the kids knew him, Shang-Chi and uh, his sister knew him, right? So yeah. he, he's supposed to be, like, his dad's, like, attack dog. Um, and then, like, uh, yeah, he's in the movie, like, a couple times, and it's sort of, yeah, whatever. Let me see what else. What else is in this movie? Oh, Diablo Frank's gonna be so furious. He's probably punching the air right now. And us <laughs> fucking idiot's doing this shit. He's punching the fucking radio out of his goddamn Prius or whatever he drives. He's so furious um okay well so uh what do we think um about this movie just like in general like, okay go tell me you like the movie i like the movie you like i the enjoyed movie. it yeah okay you like you the movie? Sh- i thought the movie was solidly okay i didn't find it as funny as like black widow it, it to me and yeah i thought it was okay i i'm in no hurry to go see this movie again but if it was on i might chill and watch some of it. Right. Like, it's not like Black Widow where I'm counting the days down for it to come out on Disney Plus so I can watch it again. This yeah. movie is sort of like, okay, you know, maybe I'll watch it again when it comes back on just because I'm sure I missed some stuff. But I actively, I did not actively dislike this movie, which by the trailers, I thought I was going to dislike this movie. Like, I didn't think I was going to like it. But it, I think it was fine. And, and the dude that plays Shang-Chi, I want him to be in everything. Let's let's I don't care if they're gonna do a Dark Avengers and have Shang-Chi in it, I'm down. Is he gonna pop up in a in a Doctor Strange sequel? Cool. I don't have any problem with that. I think he's rad. No problem with it. I, I did think it was a mistake killing his dad off. Cause he was re- they really spent the whole movie building him up, and you thought he was gonna either gonna have a showdown with his son, and either his son was gonna kill him. You know what I mean? I, I feel like his arc didn't get resolved. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, and I don't like the just like rubble didn't just like some shit fall on him and he died.
1: No, I, I believe he had his soul sucked out of him.
0: Oh, uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. The, the fucking yeah. the dweller in the darkness sucked his soul out. And that was just cool. it. And I'm like, really, dude, like that? I don't know. I just well, no, didn't
1: feel like that's why I I felt that they underused the death dealer. Because You have this awesome like I'm, I'm expecting him to do like, you know, fucking street fighter type moves where he's almost shooting stuff out of his hands and a fucking soul sucker catches him and kills him. And i was just yeah. like, "Well, oh, that was kind of underwhelming."
0: Yeah, the the soul sucker, that wasn't a fan of that. I, this this movie kind of had that Marvel third act where there's a bunch of CGI going on. Um, there was a little bit more with the, you know, the dad and he fight fights his dad and then his dad gives him the rings and all. So there there was at least an extra element to the end CGI scene. But then like you're like, "That's it for the Mandarin?" Like, the mandarin's gone now? Like, okay. And then, uh, and then Katie shoots it with an arrow, and you're just like, what? And then, oh, God, there was something else in that scene that fucking bothered me. Um, I think it was like their dragon weapons. Didn't they suddenly, like, when they're on. Oh, yeah, because they had scales. Yeah, but suddenly they got, like, crazy powers and shit. But they didn't have powers the whole time, but when they're riding on the dragon to kill the dweller in the darkness, suddenly had all these, like, weird powers and shit and i was just like where did that come from <sighs> was not 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 feeling the end of the movie but you know whatever it it didn't ruin the movie for me how did you feel about seeing trevor
1: I i enjoyed trevor i actually liked him he's one of my favorite parts from the second one or iron man 2
0: yeah i was i was kind of freaked out well no iron man 3 is it iron man 3 yeah iron man 3 oh my bad I- yeah iron man 2 is uh um Whiplash, uh, Whiplash and right. uh, right. just right. Right. Um, no, I thought that they were just gonna cause. So at the so if you've wa- if you watched the which anybody if you haven't seen Shang Chi yet, watch the uh, Marvel short. What is the uh, what is it called? Um, oh, All, uh, All hail the king or All hail the king? Yeah, uh, Marvel one shot All hail the king. Watch that. It's on Disney Plus or it's also a special feature on I assume Iron Man three. I don't know when these popped up. I'm not a DVD guy uh this is where diablo frank would be like well if you're about the spring release blu-ray um you should watch that because basically it shows that the mandarin in prison uh the mandarin from marvel 3 uh uh what's his fucking name oh my god a uh, 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 Ben kingsley he's okay. uh, he's kind of like taken over prison and yes. they're like ooh he's the mandarin he's yeah, like kind of bought into the role and then at the end he gets captured by the ten rings right So because the Tin Ring is like a cult. okay, and they basically said that, you know, the Mandarin wants the real Mandarin wants to see you or whatever. So that's where you find out. So I thought there was just going to be like a a little like part scene where he's getting like executed or he's trapped in a prison somewhere. Uh, I didn't think he was going to become like a semi-major character for the back half of the movie. Like I had no freaking clue. So that was kind of a hilarious. uh, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. But also – I was really shocked at – you know, Iron Man 3 came out a long time ago, dude. OK? Iron Man 3 came out a long time ago. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has moved on a whole lot since Iron Man 3. And really, that character in Iron Man 3 is kind of forgettable. In fact, all of Iron Man 3 is kind of forgettable in my opinion. I like Iron Man 3. Yeah, that movie's fucking terrible. Um, but I don't know. Like, Unless you saw the one shot, I don't know why anybody going to see Shang-Chi – would put two and two together about Ben Kingsley appearing is actually the Mandarin from Fuck. When, when did that? When did Iron Man three come out? Hold on, let's see how long ago was this. Save us, internet. Oh, internet, save twenty thirteen. Okay, this is a this is eight years ago. Iron Man three came out. How many of these people in the theater? saw Iron Man 3 within the last fucking eight years. <laughs> you know what I mean? And suddenly, Bing Kingsley is just in there, and he's sort of like, uh, uh I have sort of had this thing with Iron Man, uh, and I'm just like, I, luckily we watched cause I thought it was trending on Disney or it was not trending on Disney plus. It was just on Disney and I'm like, Oh, well that's there for a reason. And then I'd seen that Bing Bing Kingsley was on the red carpet shit for Shang-Chi. I'm like, all right, he's definitely in this movie. So I don't think I need to rewatch Iron Man three, but I definitely need to watch all hell the King. So we watched it and it's like, you know, five minutes long or whatever. Um, and I was glad we did. And <laughs> my wife was like, "Wow, I'm glad we watched that cuz I think I would have chewed cuz like I would have missed all this. Like, who is this guy? Why did he show up?" She's like, "Iron Man. Why is he talking about Iron Man?" Right? Uh So, I but I mean, I guess a lot of people love this movie. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. But uh but for me, I was sort of like, "Oh, I get this, but like I didn't hear a lot of people going, "Whoa!" like like laughing in the theater when he popped up. Yeah. Which I feel like if people really remembered it, they would have like cheered. Like if this movie would have come out 6 years ago, I think people would have freaked out when he popped up on the screen instead it was like, "Oh. Yeah, what happened to that guy in the in the movie? like how, like if you ask people, "Hey, what happened to uh the the guy acting as the Mandarin in Iron Man 3?" I bet you like 99% of people would be like, "I don't fucking remember." Right? Let alone did you watch the Marvel one-shot at the, like special feature that explains that he got kidnapped? No. Of course they don't. Um, So I thought it was weird, but he was also probably the best part of Iron Man three. So I I didn't mind seeing him in this movie. So I thought it was kind of cool that he kind of became this like guide for them talking to like the furry winged ass thing, which kind of came out of nowhere. But I liked him leading him through there. I liked, he was hilarious the whole time. What did you think of the hairy ass winged thing?
1: I mean, later on I found out it's actually based on, like a mystical Chinese, uh, like lore spirit creature. Type. Yeah. So I was like, okay. When it first came out, I was like, I had no idea what the hell it was. I'm like, dude, that is one fucked up Pokemon.
0: <laughs> he's uh, he's the faceless Hundun. <laughs> yes, this is a it's a Chinese folk religion uh, spirit, which I thought was uh, it was cool, but it was definitely strange. Um, yeah really a lot of stuff in this movie is sort of like out of nowhere so that's what we're like i mean i get that this movie it's kind of it's they couldn't stick to Xiangqi canon right because of uh what do you know fu manchu and all that stuff yeah. right or the or the yellow claw i don't know if the yellow claw was ever in that but like all that stuff's like way like okay you don't want to judge it because it was for its time that's fine but we ain't talk about that shit anymore and so i i appreciate them not doing that what kind of bothered me was you didn't need to shit on the Mandarin, okay? Like they talk about how like the Mandarin is kind of racist. I don't know if the Mandarin's ra- like maybe the if some artists in the seventies might have drawn him a little distastefully. Sure, I, I mean that's fine. Uh, but you know, like they were shitting on the word they uh, they named him after oranges or whatever. Like they were shitting like oh yeah. Dude, Mandarin is a language, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, it was just seemed weird. Like they, they, I felt like they were going out of their way in this movie to take a pot shot at the comic book Mandarin. When I'm like, I, I don't understand why the word Mandarin. Maybe somebody can hey, can one of our listeners explain it to me. Why is the word Mandarin racist or like off-putting? Like I, I don't, that I don't understand. I, I feel like if you know what I'm saying, like yeah, that Mandarin actually, Mandarin's a language. Like, I have a coworker whose wife speaks, he's, he's always pissed off because he speaks Cantonese and she speaks Mandarin. So they got married in China and she had to like translate all like the wedding documents because everything's in Mandarin and he doesn't speak it, even though he's Chinese, but he just speaks Cantonese. So, but every time he said, Oh, I don't speak Mandarin, my wife does, I wasn't like, Ooh, he used the M word. Like, what? It, it was just fucking language. Like, so I don't understand it. I don't know. That was kind of was weird to me that there's some like well we can't have the mandarin in iron man com in iron man movies why well because he's so racist huh like well why is he why is he racist like I don't, I don't but whatever okay so i don't understand it but i feel like in this movie where the cast is predominantly asian and the production crew and is was the director asian too i, I believe so right i don't know uh but like if there's enough asian people involved here that i think they can give a tasteful input to make it a fucking cool character, right? You know, then, then put a correct spin on it. Don't kind of shit on them. Um, and I feel like they kind of shit on them and then, then they kind of killed them off. You know what I mean? And then, then, okay. So, so let's talk about the rings. So I guess you can't do rings, right? Because you had infinity stones. Is that why?
1: I'm thinking something along the line. Along and the line
0: that. so each, of mandarin's rings has a different element and that's too close to infinity stones i guess right time reality so then if someone shows up and he's got fire ice power or whatever all the rings were like so like that's why we have to change it you know what i mean like i I guess it's kind of weird but i don't know i i just feel like Making them bracelets that just do weird, like power stuff. Now, like I thought they they got kind of useful, or I thought they had a cool effect when they were throwing the rings around. And they were like, but it was also sort of like Olympic rings, where I felt like they were like they were doing uh, well,
1: I, I liked it that it was either energy coming off the rings or it was the actual rings itself slamming into stuff. Yeah, they were and like coming kinetic. back from like a boomerang. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I thought he, that was kind of neat. Didn't he like make himself fly by like? throwing a ring and then holding on no, like a blast to the ground yeah that's like right he, he would he would shoot the ground with the rings and it would push him off oh my god you off. Uh, and then they would go back around his wrists and he was shooting yeah. back at the ground like i think that was kind of neat i mean it's neat but i just don't was it necessary i don't know if it was really necessary do you know what i'm saying i don't know it's just that they put a lot of work to these weird rings <laughs> a, and i'm still trying to figure out why we had to deviate so much from the mandarin's rings and and then i start to wonder why are these the mandarin's rings at all do you know what i mean and then it's yeah it, so they took one time like why didn't we just let the 10 rings thread just die if if this was the case you know what i mean I, because remember the home dude in iron man one even has a ring on and then uh trevor has got rings on and i and then it just turns out they're bracelets and they don't do anything but like kind of shoot off your hands i don't know i'm an iron man fan so it kind of annoyed me a little bit uh and i just i feel like we could if we were just going to do our own thing just do your own thing you know what i mean it's kind of what made this off about iron man 3 where i'm just like why did we have to do this at all you know like did we have to just do it at all um why didn't we just do the what what was the 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 freaking bad guy from all that Matt Fraction stuff or whatever. who I think that was the Matt Fraction stuff. Oh, the external extremists. Extremis, there you go. Can we not just do the stupid fucking extremists and just leave the Mandarin and shit out of it? You know, uh, it's, I don't know. It, it annoys me. And I just feel like they had to jump through all these hoops or rings uh, for just no reason. You know what I mean? I, don't know. I just feel like a lot of this stuff was just, uh, you know what? Do you like the comics or not? <laughs> just don't fucking use If you're going to create your own shit, just create your own shit. Uh, but but I hate that we're tying it to the Mandarin, but we're embarrassed of the Mandarin uh, and he's got all these cool rings, but we can't use the rings because of the gems. So now they're bracelets and well, they're tied to Fin Fang Foom and dragons, but we don't want to use Marvel's dragons. We want to use our own dragons. Well, what do the dragons have to do with the rings? Absolutely nothing. And I, I just feel like there's so much shit here that was supposed to kind of fucking connect together. Uh, and that's just none of it connected together. You know, they, they said this movie. I, I'd heard some things that you know this movie sets up a lot more with the Marvel Universe than it was leading on in the commercials, and I think it's kind of bullshit. I, I think the only thing that really tied into the Marvel Universe in this movie was the post-credit scene. The only universe building in this movie was the post-credit scene, where you you Bruce Banner and uh, uh, Captain Marvel's there, and they say the rings are emitting a signal. That's it. N- the rest of this is not universe building. Uh. And maybe that's good. I guess some people would say it's good. I thought it was a missed opportunity because they're using so many elements that were already semi-established in the universe. And you just sort of just whiffed on them all. You know what I mean? Like, like we're not ever going back to Kin Lun, right? Yeah. Like, we're not going back there. So, like, wh- why did we – is the Dweller in the Darkness going to come back? No. It's not coming back. Maybe it's coming back. I don't know. Maybe in a Doctor Strange movie in 20 years, it's going to come back. He's not going to come back. So I don't know. I, I I really had my heart set on Fin Fang Foom and explaining the rings were dragon's rings, which I think would be fucking awesome, right? Like that's – no, they're big because they're dragon rings. Instead, it was kind of the Sonic the Hedgehog shit where they're throwing <laughs> rings around. And I don't yeah. know. It kind of got, got on my nerves. I kind of – I whatever. I, I thought what they – I thought the effects were cool with it or whatever, but it still just kept bothering me the whole time that like, these are supposed to be the Mandarin's rings. And I'm like, no, they're not, dude. This is just some new shit you came up with, and it and this is Sonic the Hedgehog's fucking powers, dude. Um, I don't know. It got on my nerves. I just – only because I felt like as an Iron Man fan, I could have gotten more of my Mandarin Iron Man shit that they whiffed on in the other movies that I'm sure they fucking regret at this point. I because now, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is gone and they sacrificed any more Iron Man movies to just doing uh, universe building stuff. So this was my shot to get some fucking cool Kirby Fin Fang Foom. And instead it was no, we're doing like Chinese lore. And I'm like, OK. All right, that's fine. And, and I, I think it was a perfectly entertaining, fine movie. But uh, I, I didn't get my fan service out of it as a comic book fan. I didn't get my fan service. There, there was very little comic book stuff in this movie. Am I right or am I wrong? I would agree. No,
1: I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah. But, like
0: when the biggest fan service is Abomination. It's an MCU movie also though. But, but the biggest fan service was Abomination showing up, right?
1: No, nah, there was other stuff. I mean, what? Wong showing up, uh, Abomination. That, Abomination is more like, hey, look, we're linking that Hulk movie to our movie too. Because apparently Tim Roth came. And those grunts and shit that he made is Tim Roth. Like, they didn't even just get a, a side actor. They're like, Tim, can you come and reprise your, your character one more time? Sure. Just grunt. And that's it. So I think that was just their ways of bringing in that Hulk movie into the fold. So it's part of canon now.
0: Who you know, fucking are about cares, that. dude? I, I, who cares i don't know to me that seems like we're we just made our own movie and we got to do a couple tie-ins The Marvel Universe. we have abomination in it bro you've got the fucking mandarin there's plenty of comic book stuff you can do in this movie there's plenty i don't know and i just feel like okay they had a uh, fucking razor hands and they had a uh, death dealer or whoever like th- nobody knows these fucking characters yeah. you got mandarin's rings it's called the legend of the ten rings and it was not about the Ten Rings. <laughs> it's not about the Ten Rings. So now you're telling me the next movie is going to be about the Ten Rings? Well, what the hell was The Legend of the Ten Rings for? It, what's the next one going to be called? Fucking Revenge of the Ten Rings? I, I don't know. It, it just bothered. me. Like, the movie was setting up the Ten Rings. But again, you enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I, I did. I, I thought the movie was I – I liked it. I thought it was fine. But the comic book Marvel fan of me was left wanting. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I also didn't understand at the end of the uh, – like the end of the movie where his sister is setting up the – is going to keep the Ten Rings gang going? Yeah. Wh- why the fuck are they following her? She ain't got Ten Rings. No, I just – Bro, she ain't even got – hey, hey, she ain't even got Ten Rings. So wh- why are a bunch of fucking war That's the group, the organization.
1: I, I think it was just a way to tie up her, end, her, her story arc.
0: That was dumb. It didn't make any sense, dude. Like, uh, okay, so we get it. She's kind of shitty, right? Because she was running that underground f- fight club, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. She's, kinda, she's she's kind of shitty. Why would the Ten Rings follow her?
1: That's his daughter.
0: Who doesn't have the Ten Rings? <laughs> like it, The whole th- fucking thing, they follow him, and he's got this insane power from the Ten Rings. That's the whole thing. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And she doesn't have them. It just seems weird that they're all just like, oh, we're going to devoutly follow you now. We're a cult of the Ten Rings. Uh, do you have the Ten Rings? Ah, oh, no, no, no. I don't have them. Oh, okay. I guess we're going to keep following you anyway. Huh? I don't know, That was kind of dumb. Again, that's like a post-credit scene, so it doesn't really fucking yeah. matter.
1: But, again, uh,
0: again, you did like the movie, though. But I did like the movie. <laughs> I I did. But, okay. I, you know, some people are telling me it's like a, a top five Marvel movie, and I think you're full of shit. Like, there's no – this movie was not that good. It was okay. This movie was fine. But uh, – Look, dude, and if you don't give a a shit about the comic books, then I bet this movie was a blast for you. But as an Iron Man fan, I – and then they even brought fucking – you know what I mean? I don't know, dude. Frustrated. Frustrated. There were some frustrating parts of this movie that I was really hoping were going to – be like, dude, if I said from jump as soon as these things were bracelets, these need to be Fin Fang Foom's rings. They have to be Fin Fangs. They have to be. Have to be, and it, just none of that. And then there's even, you know what I mean, where he's in the water and the dragon's there, and we're like, "Ooh, that's fucking f-. no, it's not Fin fin Foom. It's fucking never ending story. And they're riding this fucking dragon around <laughs> at the end, and I'm just like, what, dude? Like, oh my god! And, I, and look, if if that's like Chinese lore, that's cool, that's fine. But I don't get anything out of that. Yeah, per, my personally, uh, and also
1: a no, payoff for you.
0: Here's a hot take. Want to hear a hot take? I, I liked that it liked the, the furry ass winged guy. That's like real, like a Chinese, like that's real Chinese Lord. I like, think that's fucking cool. And I think of a bunch of fucking white people made this movie. It ain't going to happen. And, um, the kitchen scene, you know, at the very beginning where Shang-Chi brings Katie home and like the grandmother is asking if they were going to get married soon or whatever, and or, yeah. or, or something like that, that I wanted more of that. That's the kind of movie that a bunch of white people can't tell. Right. They don't know how to replicate the Asian or Asian-American kitchen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can't get a bunch of white people together to write that they, they, because they have no understanding. And when that, I love that scene because I'm like these are people who can sit around and tell stories about – like me being in the south. I can tell stories about when I would act like a fucking idiot and my grandmother would go outside and tell me to go pick a switch. You know what yeah. I mean? And all people in the South can like be like, oh, we've all had to pick a switch before, right? So I knew in that kitchen scene, even though I didn't really relate to it, I felt awesome knowing that all the Asian, because there were a lot of Asian people in the theater, they were all like, yep, we've been there, dude. You know what I mean? And they're like, looking at like, So that gave me like the, the feels, right? Where I'm like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. And then a, a lot of the other, rest of the movie was sort of just like, I don't know, I felt like there were a lot of uh, Asian kung fu mo- movie tropes and I'm just like ah this isn't what I was hoping for do you know what I'm saying I don't know I wanted more of that kitchen scene that's what I wanted uh, and I, I didn't get as much of that I thought so but again it could totally be my fucking ignorance like there's way more in this movie that I just don't get and if that's the case then like I hope that's the case but uh I don't know I, I was really disappointed when there were a bunch of just fucking dragons flying around and like face suckers, soul suckers and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, this is it. This is what we got from this dude. Like, uh, uh mm, eh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't my know. The, my theater experience was a little different where I intentionally thought, OK, I'm going to go to a showing where there's nobody in the theater. And I meant to go on like a Thursday, but stuff came up and I couldn't make it. So I'm like, I'm going to go <coughs> excuse me, early on a Friday. And I look on the app, and of course, there's like two seats sold, and that's it. So I'm waiting. I'm w- I wait 30 minutes till the movie starts. At most, and this was in a big screening, it was like 10 seats sold. So I picked a far enough seat in the back. I'm like, perfect. I'm getting there maybe 30 to 20 minutes before the movie starts. I sit down. I'm getting ready. The movie You know, it it hits, I think, like three where it's supposed to start showing and the trailers start coming and the floodgates open and the entire theater is packed from front to back in less than like 10 minutes. It was insane. I was so pissed because I was like, all right, I'm going to be here without my mask. I can just chill. No fucking theater packed from front to back.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that. Are you happy, mad or sad? To steal words from my uh, my kid. Uh, are you happy, mad, or sad that they released this in theaters only? Indifferent.
1: Because Indifferent
0: be, Diablo Frank was noticeably upset, right, that they, he didn't watch this at home. And it was like I, – I believe in one of our texts he said, fuck Marvel or something like that, right, which is totally when, not when, Let's be honest. When is he not screaming that sometimes? Of course. But the, but this – in this case, he was pissed off because he couldn't just watch this shit at home with the resurgence of COVID. When we all fucking know, you dummy, Diablo Frank, dude, this shit's locked in, okay? Back in July, COVID rates were fucking. We thought COVID was done in July, and at that, that was probably when they, the last time they could probably make a decision of where this fucking movie was gonna come out or not, bro. You can't yank it two weeks before the movie's supposed to come out. You can't. Yeah. You can't back out on all these fucking theaters that you've told. Uh, it's not coming out online. You guys are gonna like—they're gonna staff up, right? We're gonna like get our people back that have been furloughed for this movie. Uh, so I don't have any problem with the dude. And in fact, I've been reading that because Shang Chi has done so well, it's convincing them that maybe we don't need to be doing this dual release shit, and maybe we can start releasing movies in theaters and not that, have them be that's
1: just why, the that's why that's why Venom is a theater only.
0: Yeah, and they're saying it's because of Shang fucking Chi, and I think that that is a huge thumbs up for this movie. This movie went out there in the middle of a goddamn pandemic with no lead-in. This isn't a sequel, okay? And yeah, it's a Marvel movie, quote-unquote, but there was nothing in the the trailers to show you. Like, they didn't tease – like, Robert Downey Jr. is not in the fucking trailers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, This movie went out, and it made some fucking money, dude, and I'm fucking – like standing ovation for this film for doing that dude you know and 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 i'm sure a lot of the audience were asians man good for them getting out there and supporting the shit you know what i'm saying like i'm fucking proud of shit that this fucking marvel movie went out there and made some goddamn money uh went at the time when dude i thought this movie was gonna make nothing i want to say that everybody's prediction for this movie's opening weekend got it wrong and it made like way more money Oh yeah, I, I was seeing like the stories on Friday morning where they're like disappointing weekend from Shang Chi, uh, you know, and it was just like by the time Monday rolled around, they were like, oh no, Shang Chi made like uh, plenty of money. It, it did absolutely blew everybody's predictions away. Uh, my theater was very very full, like you just said. You went out of some weird ass time. You went on the that Friday was
1: like three in the afternoon on a
0: Friday. Tons of people there, dude. I and, we- and
1: that's theater- it. Through this and this was one of the bigger screenings was jam-packed i i was shocked and i'm t- I'm not kidding in 15 minutes easy it went from there's maybe 25 of us in this entire theater till it's packed people the only seat next to me was one seat because i try to always I, you know i like i like having my space and stuff the, the lady next to me kept looking at me kind of like can you move and i'm like fuck you i paid for this ticket the, the seat next to me on my left side was empty and there was a group there uh, and the only reason there was a group there was because that guy his little girl sat on his lap and i was just like oh I was so fucking pissed but again i got spoiled when we went to go see black widow and it was just us in the theater yeah that was that's cool. what i was shooting
0: for but no, check this out okay so th- it, this is as of today Box office milestone. Shang-Chi becomes highest grossing domestic pick for the pandemic era. Marvel superhero pick achieved defeat Friday, hitting $186.8 million to stay at the top of the charts and past Black Widow. Like, dude, that's some badass shit, dude. And they think it has a shot at hitting $240 million by the time it's out domestically. That's pretty badass, dude. I mean, that's not even including foreign release. So, I, I mean, this movie is, I don't know, like fucking standing ovation for me for for how it's performed. And and again, these are all people that went out, saw the movie, probably didn't get COVID, and then came home and they're like, "Okay, we can do this. We can go back out to movie theaters and get a fucking tub of popcorn and a fucking $80 large Dr. Pepper and not die, which is what these movie theaters need to stay in business and all these people Mm -hmm. to remain employed. We need Marvel Studios and these companies to have the balls to release. And look, some of them aren't going to hit fucking whatever that rock movie was. The fucking Ah, some Pirates oh, coast. That Steamboat Steamboat? The rock movie with a boat in it. Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise.
1: I should have known that because they keep playing that fucking song by, uh, by CCR. Ugh. Running through
0: the jungle. Uh, Running <laughs> through nah, nah, the jungle. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, my God. I cannot believe we're spending this much time. This is like the fourth podcast we've talked about Jungle Cruise. What's that all about? We're going to have to do a podcast on it. It's Emily Blunt, by the way. That's one thing. Emily Blunt. Yeah. yeah. Let me see how much did it make so far? How much did Jungle Cruise make? Let's go. Box Office Mojo Jungle Cruise. It had a domestic opening of $34 million. Sir? No, sir. No, sir. Shang-Chi made like 75, and I think Black Widow made like 89 or 80. No, this, this, this is freaking terrible, dude. What, what do we think? So what do we think they're going to do with Shang-Chi next? You think Dark Avengers shit? Probably. Something along the lines of that. Like U.S. agent and Shang-Chi and, and Abomination and Long? Fucking,
1: no, I, I think, I mean, if, if you read any of the Dark Avengers stuff, I mean, it was cool as shit to have this Avengers group. I mean, it'd be awesome if Iron Patriot shows up and they don't know who's in the suit right away.
0: Like Black Knight? What about Black Knight from uh, Eternals?
1: Yeah, he probably, he's going to, you're probably going to have a Avengers 2.0, which without Tony, so it'll be like the Hulk, maybe Cap, or at least Sam Wilson's Cap, um, you'll have Winter Soldier, you'll probably have Shang-Chi, um, you know, it's going to be something like that, along the lines of that. Maybe Jarvis will finally show up, a real Jarvis. I just remember reading it because it had like Venom, I I I, I like Venom, but it wasn't like Venom Venom, it was like Scorpion Venom. And you had fucking hot, uh, Norman Os- Osborne as fucking Iron Patriot and fucking Moon Knight and almost along the lines of uh, Thunderbolts. Yeah, fucking they can do Thunderbolts. There's so much shit they can do because they're introducing all these characters. Well, I, gotta I go all over the place with it.
0: Thunderbolts is another uh, theory, right? That's what Baron Zemo is going to he's going to yeah. do. He's going to run off from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Dude, do some Thunderbolts. You could have two shit. of
1: these teams running around and, and the Avengers trying to catch them. And you still have Hydra out there. You still have AIM. Oh, there's so much. that I mean, they, in a way, are world-building. They're giving you taste of these, you, these characters or these organizations,
0: but they're not building on them yet. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the podcast. Hey, Frank's out of the fucking country, I don't remember how to use Audible or Audacity or whatever, so I did the best I could. If you don't like it, fuck off. And if you did like it, I fucking love you. Here's some Wu Tang Clan. A game of chess
1: is like a sword fight. You must think first before you move. Kung style is immensely strong and
0: immune to nearly any weapon. When it's properly used, it's almost invincible. <laughs> To you. No ah. like from and now for the permanent Marvelite Maximus followers, 21st Century Boys, agavazzoni AIM Collectibles, Anonymous Studios, Celso Ventura, DC Omniverse, Elena Cat, Fantastic Comic Fan, Humphrey Osoro, Jerry Hyde, Just Sayin', Mayful Dishmook, Right Between the Eyes Podcast Sensational Gus Shoutouts from Derek William Crabb and Dirk Ashton Retweet Frantic Ones Ange Ch, Danny, Ed Moore Relatively Geeky and Talk Nerdy to Me Keepers of the Favorites Flame The 108th Sage Aaron Henley B.A. Spider Canoes Chris Dunford Dilla Doc Strange Jeffrey Brown John from the NWC Podcast Except Spooky Marvel Universe Online MB Mike Nick Spence Prairie Justice A Greg Sanders Vigilante Podcast That was A Greg Sanders Vigilante Podcast Ryan Daly Salacious Rum Scott X Shanna Banana Sean McLaughlin Ciscoid, Star Wars Crazy Steve Lawrence Success Story Podcast Trucker Talk Weird Warriors Podcast Xenozoic Xenophiles Here I go
1: Deep tight flow Jack Can never get this No
0: And now for the merry Marvel Marching Society: AJ Shadow, Anthony S, Chris Lydon, Dirk Ashton, Eugene R Hendricks, Fanholes Podcast, The Hammer Strikes, History of Comics on Film, Hulking. I was Joe Crawford, Jason Snicked Venable, Jenna Reagan, King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun Podcast, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections, Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, Richard Field, Tim Price. And C. W. T. Jamison. the thin, the, the, the preceding podcast is a fan-made production. No copyright infringement is intended. I need Fin Fang Foom. If uh, whoever is producing Shang Chi two, I need Fin Fang Foom. Okay, I need him to put rings on so that we know the giant rings are actually Fin Fang Foom's rings. I need this to happen. I need it. Watch be like fucking uh,
1: what I call them: um, sex uh, cock rings for dragons.
0: Not cock ring. Oh my god. Although, hey, if hey, look, man, we're still looking for sponsors for this show. If uh, if any, <laughs> we will do your cockering ad. <laughs> look, uh, we'll do manscaping. We'll do uh, what is the other one? Hims. You got erectile dysfunction? We will do all of those, bro.
1: What is that other uh, fucking um, uh, VNR? What is it? The
0: VPN? <laughs> Nord VPN? We, yeah, we'll do yeah. Nord VPN. Yeah, you don't want to get caught looking at cock rings? Get on a VPN. We, we, will, I, we will assemble three or four uh, sponsors into one ad read.
1: <laughs> Just read them off like we do our mail?
0: No, man, i put some effort into those. They're paying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, man, hey. Uh, well, hey, that's Shang-Chi, everybody. Please let me
1: know. <laughs>